It's bold. It's real. It may even make you blush. But one thing is certain, it will definitely inspire you to push your limits and accelerate your business growth. You're listening to another episode of Confessions of a Barefoot Beauty Guru, and here's your host, Elle Wilson. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. It's Elle Wilson here. I'm here with Toby Wilson, and uh, we made a promise. Didn't we, Toby? How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Good. What, what did we promise? We promised our audience, I think, that we would be talking about my embarrassing beauty therapy moments that I've had over the last 35 years. Yeah, there's, there's been a few, huh? <laughs> well, you know what? I'm sure that if I, if I, if I, got, a, I got a room full of uh, beauty professionals, estheticians, hairdressers and said, you know, There'd come on. There'd be stories everywhere, wouldn't there? <laughs> yeah, have, it's an amazing we, industry from... We would have like a, a a book, you know, or probably volumes of them actually of embarrassing moments. But no names to be mentioned, right? No, no names, no names. Of course. So not. tell us a little bit about what, like, I've I've never been in that sort of space, and but I'm interested as to uh, to hear when you know. Tell me about the sorts of things that happen. Well, like I, you're you're in you're in actually in a business. You're in a. Um, a salon or spa and you've got there's team members there's clients there's you develop relationships to some extent with these clients you develop relationships with your team members you've got just tell us well I think that tell me something yeah (laughs) confess confess will you well you know the thing is that when I as I think back I think the 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 embarrassing moments that really stand out in my mind are were very very early on in my career and um, and I wonder now, as I'm thinking about them, I wonder why I had them then. And in the rest of my career, uh, they were kind of there. There really weren't that many. But I think so. As you I was were what, like 21, sort of 21, 22, sort of. Age, and right? very right. sheltered, you know, like very sheltered. Um, what do you I mean was, by sheltered? Well, I came from a Greek background. Like I came from a Greek family. My father was, you know, we weren't allowed to go to friends' houses. We weren't. I strict, did, strict. Very strict, very strict yeah. and very kind of, um, there was eight of us, so we always had a lot of company. Like it wasn't as if we were isolated or, mm-hmm. you know. We were probably kind of a little bit like in lockdown. <laughs> but there You're was, used to it. <laughs> yeah. But there were so many of us and, and, and it was just because my dad was very, very protective. And he couldn't in his mind understand, you know, why do you have to go to someone else's house and play, you know, like just go outside and then, you know, he just couldn't get that. He really didn't because, you know, you have to understand this. friends? What are friends? Why would you want a friend? <laughs> well, I don't, don't know that he didn't want us to have friends, but he, he wanted us close to him. So he, right. he, it wasn't like he was stopping us from having friendships because, you know, the little girl next door had friends, I was friends with her. And, but going and staying over or going and playing at someone else's house, then he had adults to trust and obviously had huge trust issues. Let's just be honest, right? And, and very protective. He had five girls and um and I was the youngest of them and so he was extremely protective and so I had a very sort of sheltered life as far as you know going out and going out I had to sneak out oh gosh he has passed now bless him so he can't hear this but you know I used to have to sneak out you know I used to pretend I was sneak going out to, of what at the window or something at the chimney well, no, that was my sister she sneaked out over the window actually right. she and he caught her when she was coming on the way in because she just wasn't clever enough you know you had to be really just on it with my dad <laughs> 
<laughs> but for me, I used to sneak out the back door and I'm sure he knew and I'd go out to nightclubs and then, you know, when I was in my late teens and then, he, you know, I'd come back in. Like I remember once actually coming back at 4 o'clock in the morning and my girlfriend was dropping me off and he was going fishing so he was in the driveway and I had to duck. <laughs> I he didn't like, see you. He didn't see you. Well, no, but my dad was just so funny in a lot of ways. Like if, he just he just wanted to know that, that you, he, he wanted you to know that he knew you were trying to dupe him. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. So it wasn't, he wasn't always it wasn't about the punishment necessarily, but no, it, it was about that that authority. Yeah, well, you know, don't think you're making turning me into an idiot because yeah, yeah, but yeah. and it was just with a look, you know, and I know if there's any anyone here that's from the Italian background, Greek background, you'll know what I'm talking about, but this is just an explanation, a little bit of a precursor to, you know, what it was like to step into this new level of intimacy with clients. So I, you know, I had beautiful level of intimacy with my family and um you know we lived in a three-bedroom housing commission home you know just stuck in there one toilet one bathroom you know people have three like how many bathrooms do we have you know we had like we just moved out of a house that had like three toilets like that was like but you know two people (laughs) that's a little excessive it's kind of like you think about anything what are you you know even now we've got two toilets you know and you kind of think, wow, that is amazing. Like there was 10 of us in a house and uh, and the toilet was just outside the door. So, you know, if you're scared of the dark, like me, you'd be thinking, oh, I better go and go to the so, toilet. So you're talking about three brothers, yourself and four sisters. Yeah, and they're and all two older parents. than me. And two parents. In this and no dining house. room amazing, in this house. Yeah. It was amazing. When I think back, what a gift it was. It was such a blessing. You know, people think, oh, we need more room. We need more space. And and it was kind of like we had the kitchen and the kitchen was the hub of the house, you know. We didn't have a television for a very, very long time because my dad broke it because he thought it was useless and we weren't doing our homework and he was so, you know, he did literally break the television. So we were, you know, we were pretty, pretty scared of him. He was a pretty tough dude, and um, and he was short and just not like, you know, it wasn't like an overbearing. But there was something about him. He held this kind of. I, I remember when I was. first met him. I know. When I was introduced to him, probably, well, was that probably fourteen years ago or something? Thirteen or fourteen years ago now. And I remember seeing him, and he was a little sort of Greek man. He was in his eighties at that point, I think, and and he looked at me. No, and he was in his seventies. <laughs> It was late, late 70s, right. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he shook my hand and he sort of gripped it tight and just gave me this piercing look into my <laughs> eyes like like he could kill me or something. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't nasty at all, but it was just like, I'm here. like an eye, yeah, like <laughs> uh, just be aware. Hi, how are you? You know. Be aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, like how would he ever have guessed that we'd be doing a podcast on him? You know, sorry, Dad, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I just loved my dad. And, and and I think and as he one of the things I loved the most about him when I look back is that you know, he he wasn't a perfect parent, that's obvious. But you know, whatever that means, but he 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 was a very open thinker, a free thinker. Like I love that He's a about him. He was a philosopher, him. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, critical thinker. Like he didn't just accept things that were just put in front of him. You couldn't control my dad. He wanted to control you, of course, and everybody else. But but <laughs> but his purpose was to protect. You know, that was the way he loved. It's interesting when we think of our parents like that. You know, like someone said that once. I think it was um, Isaac Isaac Shapiro, who's a spiritual teacher, and once he said. 
when I discovered that the way my father parented me was the way that he was loving me, I I was I could forgive for everything. You know, oh, that was yeah, such a sweet thing to say. Yeah. And I thought I really thought about that. And really, that was his loving, and it was he he just couldn't do it any other way. So mm. for him, you know, that's why with parents, when you go back and you say to them, you know, well, why did you do this and that? And they're just thinking, but I was taking care of you. I was protecting you. They just don't get it, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and, of course, you know, we're looking at a generation that wasn't looking or, or examining, you know, their thoughts, their feelings. I mean, they were just, they were in survival, coping, getting the family fed 10 people yeah. every day. Imagine that. you got to build, build the boat, catch the fish. He built the boat, caught oh, the fish. Yeah. Went to the farm, got the sheep. Sorry for the vegans and the vegetarians, but that's was was happening. Well, he pulled the carrots, probably. He gave, he had you the know? veggie. He, he had a huge <laughs> veggie the, garden. I'm just taking care of the vegans. Oh, no, 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 but but the they're important too. And you know, like he had, we had a massive veggie garden. And in fact, we were the only Greeks and Italians probably that didn't use the front yard for veggies, which I was really surprised. <laughs> Right. Even though we saw this in, didn't we see this in this beautiful coastal town where we live? Over the road, a woman was planting tomatoes in her front yard. I was so excited. I thought, finally, people are well, starting to even, figure out. Yeah, that wasn't even almost the front yard. That was like almost on the outer, on the outside the fence. Almost. Yeah, like she was a bit alternative. Part. I loved yeah. her because she was saying, you know, there's a there's I a patch of soil. Why not, why not plant fruit trees? Why not plant herbs? Why not plant? Veggies, why not use use so people the, can go it's pick of them. so much sort of greater value than um, a palm tree? Well, than just the aesthetic idea of having a garden that is, you know, looks I mean, a there is something way. beautiful like, about that. Too. Have you gone off topic? Oh, we yeah, really I think haven't we have it, but so it just reminded fun. me when we used to walk down toward the, the beach and there would be the big tree with all of the um, papaya, all the pawpaws, the papayas hanging off it. Were they yeah. papayas or pawpaws? Papayas, oh, I, I think, really Toby. I the difference. I think they were papayas. I feel better yeah. if you say papayas just in case yeah. anyone saw it. And, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but they were just like, they were falling on the ground. Yeah. I mean, we and were able walk to past take them. And just take, yeah, it wasn't even in someone's yard. It's just well, out. Well, kind of wasn't. Well, it was outside there. But they fence. were happy for us to. Yeah. yeah, we weren't going. Do you know, actually, I've got to just tell you, this is a confession, right, talking about stealing fruit from the neighbour's tree and what happens when you, you know, like you... You used to do that? Well, you know, when I was little, I've got the scar still to prove it. When I was actually about four, I remember there was a peach over the fence and uh, there was this lady that lived next door and she, I think she was an alcoholic. She was a bit mental. She used to come out and just scream at everyone, all of our family in the backyard while we were doing the gardening. And we had an aviary then. We had, you know, my dad was just like my mum. They just, yeah, they used, they knew how to take care of their kids. It was quite mm. amazing. Back then, you know, now it's kind of like, oh, we're thinking about iPads and we're thinking about iPhones. And back there it was just like, you know, let's just get to the, let the earth, the mother earth, you know, what can we yield from other earth and it's just kind of like a completely different thing mm -hmm. not, not judging it but it's just so different isn't it um let's go to the supermarket whereas there it was like using the earth using every resource you possibly could to take care of your family and i mean a lot of people do that now, which reminds you know, me which is just... wonderful but don't interrupt my story okay, because okay, I'll, I'll what if back. you know what will happen You'll forget. We'll, I, no never this it hurt too much so anyway here i'll just tell you really quickly so i i I'll go and find something to stand on because I was a pretty intelligent little girl, right? I'm thinking, how am I going to get that peach? Now, the, it was on the lady's tree, right, right? over the fence, and she, she used to, as I said, she used to yell at us all the time. So anyway, so I stood on this, um, on something, which was wobbly, and I put my hand over, and you can see the scar. No, not everyone can, but you can see Is the, scar, the scar all the way across to here. Yeah. And I put my arm 
over to grab the peach. And mind you, she comes out and she starts yelling that I'm stealing her peach. And I pull it. I was into just pulling fruit off trees. That's how I broke the lemon tree. Anyway, it's another story. So I pulled it. And and when she came, I got scared and I think I fell and I was hanging literally off the barbed wire that was of the fence, which was rusty. And so I was hanging scar. and my poor mum, I remember wow. my mum actually having a cup of tea in her hand and throwing it because she saw me hanging from the barbed wire, right? And she throws the cup of tea, smashes the cup and she's running to come in across the yard to catch me, right, because I couldn't do anything. I was like stuck there and then I remember getting into the cab and going to the hospital. Anyway, another story. So we don't want to steal fruit from other people. There was no trees. Ubers back there then. Was, yeah, no, it was just a cab. And, Your mum didn't have the app to order the Uber to get you to the hospital? No, 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 no none of yeah. There was no phone in the house. What are you talking about, Toby? It's a long time oh, ago. Yeah. I'm <laughs> nearly 56 years old. Anyway, so, um, so let's go back to, you know, childhood. But you were going to say, what were you oh, going to say? Oh, I was Sorry. just going to say on the topic, which was just a really interesting thing when we – we were, um, someone shared with us a video of this Aboriginal, Indigenous Aboriginal um, elder um, Prophecy. lady sharing and she was saying that, that uh, amongst the Aboriginal communities they, they I can't remember exactly, but, but she used the word that they sort of extended and had a bit of hard understanding for all of the Westerners because um, we are illiterate. And when she said that, I thought, what's, what's she talking about? We can well, read and write. Yeah, we're not illiterate. And what she was referring to was that we can't even, if, if, if you pick up the average uh, Westerner and you just put them on the land, um, they don't even know the basics of how to take care of themselves. Like Some just, of them, unless just they're Just the basics to... of, of um, shelter and food yeah, and just, and just how, how to actually live in a natural world on yes. on on the earth unless and, they've gone and it to was scouts. so interesting just the, <laughs> maybe but it was just interesting to think just the concept of being illiterate and I thought about that and I thought wow that's really me in that me in too. that sense of literacy and being able to just the basics of being able to take care of ourselves in the world outside of this sort of structured society that's been built. Yeah, we know nothing. That we're in the midst of. We'd probably be eating the poison berries and we'd be, I don't know what we'd be doing, but, yeah. Yes. Anyway, so, so back to what we were going, we've, we've gone off topic. We were oh, talking about so much you fun, we're living, come back to... you sort of came out of this sheltered life. You enter yes, very at a young sheltered. age. You went to the beauty industry. You actually had your own business. You were running your own salon yeah, at 21 wow, years 21. old. Yep. And um Strange things happen. Well, yeah, and <laughs> let me just let me just say that the reason we went into everything we went into was is just to, you know, like I had an inner circle of friends that were determined by my parents, really, you know, apart from our neighbours and whatever. We always right, played with yeah. the kids in the neighbourhood, and then you had your friends at school. But because you couldn't associate with them after school, you know, there was a limitation to the friendship. I mean, even though that wasn't such a big thing, I don't think back then, but I could be wrong. It wasn't for me anyway. So when I had to go out and meet with other people, I mean, I was, I was, I was shy, but I wasn't afraid of people. Like mm -hmm. I didn't have that fear of people. And, and I really loved people. I had, I had that sort of sense that, you know, there was a level of goodness in humans. And um, so I attracted really beautiful clients when I first started my business. It was, it was amazing. You know, I was, 
such incredible, I can remember them, you know, and you know how many years ago that is? It's over 35 years ago now because I'm going to be, oh, no, it's 35 now, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I remember uh, one situation where, um, because we're talking about embarrassing moments after 15 minutes and 24 seconds, um, I remember one time I had, and I was working by myself then, so I didn't actually have teams, and I had a two-room uh, two salon which was gorgeous because I bought it off my sister and her husband and they had decked it out and they were just like, oh, you know, their house was in Home Beautiful and, you know, mm -hmm. they won second, their second prize for House of the Year. And so it was just a beautiful, beautiful salon, chintz curtains, and it was gorgeous. Anyway, so here I am. We bought the salon and we step in when I first got married and I'm running it. And I, at one point I had this woman that came in and and, the, and, and this is this is all going to, you know, it's like gel together and make sense now. And she wanted an underarm wax and, um, and a bikini wax or a half leg or something. It was something so opposite to what she did that it was just to me I was I just couldn't believe what what happened what do you so mean anyway, opposite to what she well did, I'll tell you so right. what happens is like I say to her I shut the curtain I say to her you know I'm going to of the cubicle and I said to her you know um you just prepare yourself and get ready and I will be back so you know I go out and I'm doing other few little things gave her a few minutes and I walk in and um, she was completely naked on the bed like completely all her clothes were off <laughs> And I, I, I was just like, not, that, not that I hadn't seen a naked woman or anything yeah, before, yeah. but I was 21 and I was particularly shy and I was kind of really shocked by her taking all her clothes on because I couldn't understand if I'm doing your underarms and a half leg, like why have you stripped your under, you know. So it, it wasn't even a thought. I walked in and I saw her and I went, oh, I'll just be back in a minute. And I remember just shutting the curtain, going out and going, oh, you know, like, oh. And back then we didn't do triple x's and you know like and even then yeah, like yeah. a lot of people do the little disposable panties and stuff like that so i i had to go back in because what was i going to say to her i'll put your clothes on you don't have to take off your undies well i was too shy and and coming from that sheltered kind of background it's not like i'd gone and i, I you know it's seen like so she even must gone have had, to beaches had, and stuff had like. this done before somewhere else to sort of expect that or maybe well not. she was actually a friend of my sister's and 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 I, I I don't know I think she was just maybe she was a free-spirited person and yeah, wanted to right. rip all just, her clothes off but the, yeah. the thing for me was that I really didn't know how to handle it so I had to go back and pretend like it wasn't happening you know and I had to go yeah. through the service and you there were, I was. You were learning to be a professional. I was learning to hold contain kind of all my feelings and, you know, like a part of me just wanted to kill myself laughing because I just kind of thought, what the heck? He's got like I couldn't understand. But I had to just like be really, yes, professional. Very yeah. good, Toby. And I had to go back in there and really not even uh, give her uh, an inkling that I was uncomfortable or that, you know. And I could have just said, oh, you know, you don't really need to take your, you know, your underpants on. Yeah, you but you're 21 years old. It's it's taking you by surprise. In hindsight, these not things surprise. are easy. Shock. shock. I was shocked. I just I just walked in and there was this naked, you know, like really hairy, like all like, oh, it's just like full on. And I'm just like, like, oh, you know, like really, like what's right. going on? So anyway, so I walked back in and uh and I continued on with the service and then I left and you know, she got dressed and I don't think she ever came back because I don't know if I did it. I don't know what happened. I don't know if I covered it up. I thought I, I did pretty well for what was going on inside it's of me. It's a suppressed traumatic memory that's, yeah. <laughs> that's deep in your unconscious now that's not going to come back. But anyway, um, I don't I mean, think you think about it now, it's actually a very light kind of thing. It's not really that much of a big deal. But at the time, 
when you're new oh, into well, a career, really you're just you walk and you were just taken off guard almost, or just and, by and surprise. plus because I didn't I didn't know I didn't have the confidence really back then to be able to say oh you know oh oh sweetie you know pop your undies on you don't need to have them. I just didn't have that yet you know I yeah, hadn't developed yeah, yeah. it's a developmental thing when we're out there and we're learning in the world so I didn't really have that yet yeah, yeah. and so it was kind of really affronting for me and I had to. What I really had to do was manage my feelings mm-hmm. and, and, and manage them in a way where they weren't splurting out everywhere and I couldn't go back in and I was laughing or, you know, all of those things. Anyway, so now let's go to the next one. And the next one was really, look, I, I would not be the only one and, and this was really quite an embarrassing thing because I remember I was doing a bikini line on, on a client and, um, you know, these girls, I don't even know if they're, where they are and if they're around anymore. Goodness me, it was so long ago. You know, they were probably some of them. 10 years older than me or whatever but anyway so um and I remember I was doing a bikini wax and and all of a sudden this poor woman just out of the blue just obviously couldn't hold in you know I don't even know how to say this Toby even (laughs) you know what I'm like about things like this I mean you know but she just there was a bit of a breeze there was like she she had wind (laughs) and it just it just came out and my head was literally like you know over like you know over the bed because I was (laughs) just like come on you know like and and again I was like in a situation where I just you know we didn't just pop off in our house all around the place like my dad was allowed to do that but we weren't allowed to was do that. Was she apologetic? Was she? Well she did you didn't laugh? say anything. Did you, oh you just no, ignored it. It was no. an unspoken. It was like I okay. came from a household where you just didn't go and pop off wind whenever you no, felt like no, it. Like no. as I said my dad was able to do that. He had the rights. <laughs> It was, it was a right of the stature in the household. Well, I don't know, and who am I to judge him? You know, but we all knew that that even my mum never did that, right? So to be in a situation, there were standards. Well, there were his values where I can, but you can't. You know, I'm going to do whatever I want, but you got, you know. And it was never even a spoken thing. I don't even know how it happened because imagine if we were in the kitchen and kids started just popping off. Like, what would he do? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like maybe he wouldn't have done anything, but we were. Internally, maybe we were a bit You're a suppressed and fearful of your dad. Maybe well, well, just kind of we probably thought, oh, you know, you don't do that. So anyway, what happened? In- so well, here I am. So you can imagine, like you know, she she just it was an accident. She didn't do it on purpose. She was the most no. loveliest, yeah, loveliest yeah, client, yeah. and I mean, she came back to me, you know, for years. And again, it's not a big deal. But it's kind oh, of Toby, it's kind of an entertaining I'm sorry. story. I don't know if you you have someone leaning over and all of a sudden you accidentally <laughs> do you know do that you would be like so embarrassed. And yeah. I really felt for her. I didn't even have the chance to feel for myself and my situation where my head was like right there. But <laughs> I just I thought, oh, this poor woman. Like I just thought, this is just oh. And so I I just continued on as if nothing happened. I just and she didn't say a word. I didn't say a word and I just continued on and we were laughing and talking and I just completely just ignored the entire situation. That's actually could be, it could offer the most sort of dignity. It's sort of like you, you're actually, you're actually, I think maybe that's the best way to actually deal with it. Just sort of just to, just to move on, forget and just. You know, well, I, I mean, maybe it depends on your relationship with the client, or well, you know, and, she actually, and the type of person they are, and you know, oh, she was just sweet and things. delightful, and you know, like it wasn't a, it's an sort of a customer thing. service issue, isn't it? <laughs> 
What do you mean? Well, just as to how you treat your customers. Well, yes. Like if I if I'd said, "Oh, that's a bit of an accident," <laughs> she might have got extra embarrassed. You know, so I didn't know. Like what you're to not going to learn in Harvard Business School how to deal with things like that. Well, <laughs> you don't learn at beauty school. Yeah, that's right. exactly right. It is. Yeah, a, that's a, now I'm getting what you're saying. It really yeah. is a developmental thing too inside yeah, yourself. It's maturity and it's, yeah. How do you yeah. deal with it when someone does that? You know, and all of a sudden you're dealing with you. You want to take care of them. Yeah. It's not about you. It's not really, it's got nothing to do with you really because, you know, I could tell that, you know, like it was just like dead silence for a moment and then I just thought, well, I'm just going to let it ride and just keep going. But inside of me I was just like, you know, I was like this little girl. <laughs> I was horrified <laughs> but I was also thought it was really funny, right, because I just thought of this poor woman. But it was just a funny situation, right. And I could have been sure humorous. I'm many times. Oh, you know. how In many In fact, times? I think we should get some of our mem- members, you know, salon owners of, across our community to share some uh, anonymous. Wouldn't it be just amazing? Like, and I, all, oh, yeah. there'd be there'd, there'd be so many, wouldn't there? But I think for me, they're the two that really stand out. And then then I go into, you know, like I think, I mean, I could come up with more, right? I could think of more, but they're the two that were just for me, like, oh, just you know, what do you do? And I'm so young, and I had, I it was just. Well, I actually complex. remember another one that you shared with me, but I don't even know that. Yeah, we don't. Have to what was speak what about was that? that Oh, all right. No, well, we I might do a part that, yeah. two. We might do a part two. <laughs> but but I think also too, one of the things I'd like to bring in um, and discuss is like toxic clients. You know, like I didn't really um, just before we finish, I really didn't have toxic clients until probably 30 um until we were about to sell our salon um Mm. that's kind of an amazing thing I never you know we talk about firing clients like you don't fire a client because she accidentally pops off or you know whatever takes her clothes off um that's not a toxic person you know the accidents but but I want to go into in our next episode, Toby, if you're willing to travel down that path with me, because you were there with me, working with me when we had this sort of almost like um, three, three. I can remember very specifically three clients that were quite toxic, and we fired them. Well, I did, mm-hmm. and I'd never had to do that from 21 all the way through. And there's a way to, to do that effectively, isn't there? You well, really again, take care of it, yeah, again with the the dignity and the and. Uh, the dignity and the and I think that's developmental because if I had to do that when I was 21 I would have found that a lot harder a lot more difficult so I think that's going to be our next episode but but today I want to thank you Toby for being with us to our audience I hope that you found um, a little bit of joy in this uh, episode we have so much going on right now in the world so a little bit of joy is good and uh, and and yes share with us you know go on to uh, Elvison Official or you can go onto my page you can Anywhere you wish, even I think I'm not sure if I've got comments or if you can comment on uh, on these podcasts, um, it would be lovely. And you can reach out to me um, at any time also through Messenger on um, the social platform, Facebook. So thank you so much for being with us and have a, a glorious day. And we'll be back with another episode very, very soon. Thanks, Toby. Have a Thanks, great day. Al. Bye now.